630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. settle. rebound over to Nugent Hopkins, crosses, shoots, and scores. Drysaddle, bar down. 3-2 Edmonton. The Oilers with their first lead of the night with 6.58 to play. Leon Dreisaitl fires home two in the third period as the Edmonton Oilers down the Nashville Predators. 3-2 tonight at Rogers Place. The Oilers snapped their two-game losing streak and improved to 29-20-6 on the season. Let's go live to head coach Dave Tippett. You know, our power play came up big for us. A big, you know, I, you talk about working for your breaks. We, uh, we had a couple real good chances in the first uh, didn't capitalize, and then uh, at the end of the second, we got a break on the first power play goal at the end, and then, uh, you know, it's a tight game. Wheels line makes a heck of a play to get it tied, and then uh, Leo makes a hell of a shot, and, and we get the win, but it was a tight game. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm sure you look at the chances of that, it'll come out pretty even. Both teams competing hard for space, and uh, that's what we were looking for from our team. We wanted to compete hard, and get out of the little funk we're in, and we were able to do that and get two points. Dave, uh, McDavid took a tumble there behind the net. Uh, yeah. but was it a, an issue with the knee, and, and what was his status? Not, not as hurting. He's got a little bruise on top of his knee or something like that, but uh, they looked at it between periods. He iced it, and then they wanted to ice him right after the game again. So, uh, But I asked him, how are you doing? He goes, I'm fine, I'm playing. So that's, that was the last I heard of it. So he said through the game he was completely good to go out. Yeah, he's, I asked him. The TD came in and said he's icing it after the second period. And I said, is he playing? And he said, yeah, he's playing. And got out there and played. Sounds like he was being looked at after the game. I know it's early, but is the expectation that this is not anything serious? No, as far as I know. I mean, he came back and played. But I asked him, are you right to play? He goes, yeah, I'm playing. So that's... Hey, but but you get a bruise on your knee, you ice it, and especially with him, it's there's extra extra precautionary stuff. But as far as I know, it's nothing serious. What did they tell you on the why there was no icing on that before their first goal? Said that he thought he could have got it. I watched the tape of it. I I would disagree with that, but. But, it's, you know, it just goes back. There was a couple earlier, too, that were kind of sketchy. And then there was a couple the other night that were kind of sketchy. And uh, so you just get a little sensitive to it. That's, but you got one back, though, when it went off Turris's foot there at the end of the second. That's, that's what I say. You, work, you earn your breaks, right? So. Uh, Cassian only played seven minutes. Yeah, it got stuck. Just tight game. That was not by design, but... Uh, just tight game the way the penalties were going. He didn't get as much as I would like him to get. Was he on that, that line, though, because you wanted to shake things up or you hadn't seen enough? Wanted to try to chase on on that other line is why I put him there. Right, so it's and Archie and Sheehan were going good, and I don't want to mess with that other line. So Cass will get more next game. It just, that's just the way it worked out today. Dave, a couple of 
probably off nights by Leon Dreisaitl's standards, but he really seemed to take his game to the next level and, and really take control of the game in the third period. What did you see from him to be able to do that? Well, he's just he's such a such a dominant player when he plays a big, strong game, and and that's where he was tonight. Like he just he holds the puck. He just he just he can dominate the game at times. And then the one thing he is like people don't give him a credit enough for being a fast player. Like you look at. He can beat people out wide, and you know, as you saw our second goal, that's that's a heck of a play by him. So he's just uh, he's an all-around player, and you know what? He knows. You don't have to tell him that he had a couple tough games. Like everybody had some tough games, but he know he he's a smart hockey guy. Like he's his dad's a coach. He knows how to uh, he knows how to evaluate his own game. So he knew uh, things weren't going as well as he'd liked, and he knows he's one of the leaders on our team, and. He played with a purpose to turn it around tonight, and he did. You assess Mike Smith's play over the last, you know, two, three, four weeks. Yeah, real, real solid. Like he's really, he's really dialed in. We they went on that one road trip out east, and he he played real, real well early, and we just ran with him, and he played real well. And uh, you know, he only played two periods of the Calgary game, and then we played Cosk a couple just to uh, get him up and going. But now Schmidt jumped in there on his 600th game and played very well, so credit to him. All right, thanks. Head coach Dave Tippett live on 6.30. Chad, Oilers win 3-2 over the Predators. Those comments for GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Live in Studio 99, overtime open line presented by Heartland Ford. Oilers trailing... 2-0 late in the second period. Turris accidentally boots it into his own net. And then Leon Dreisaitl, with a lot of help from Ryan Nugent Hopkins, fires home two in the third to get the win. Well, the one at the end of the second was a heartbreaker for the Predators. Uh, they, they were playing a good game. Their goaltending was outstanding. Uh, Saros just made a fantastic save on Connor McDavid. Connor had broken in, got behind, and, and we've seen him make that move time and time again where he beats the goalie short side high, and, and it didn't go in. And so everything is going... Nashville's way and it comes down to losing a faceoff. The Nashville Predators lost a faceoff with like 12 seconds to go or 15 seconds to go in the period. The puck comes out and Connor throws it on net and it bounces off of Tura's foot about 15 feet out of the net and bounces in the net. At that point there was nothing getting by that goaltender. Nothing. That one bounces in. It's a freak goal and all of a sudden there's life in the Oilers dressing room between periods. The Nashville Predators go, and they're feeling, okay, what did we do wrong? We should be up two. And you could tell at the beginning of the third period the life that the Oilers had. They pushed the pace early in the hockey game, or early in the period, and Nashville was on its heels. And it was just a matter of time before the Edmonton Oilers tied it up. And again, who is it? The, the guy who's been the star for them all season long, Leon Dreisaitl with a couple big goals. Leon Dreisaitl up to 85 points on the season. We have Vancouver and Calgary on in the big screen here in Studio 99. And Matthew Kachuk... I did miss the number of who he's fighting, but number Matthew, nine for, Matthew Kachuk in an uh, early Vancouver. fight here with the Canucks. And by the way, the Canucks have already scored in this game, so we'll keep you updated on that one. The Oilers a point behind Vancouver for first in the Pacific Division and currently one point up on Vegas and a couple points, uh, three points up on both Winnipeg and Arizona in this tight race in the Western Conference. Rob, the Oilers' power play goes two for four. Their penalty killing goes three for three. Mike Smith makes 27 saves. He's 7-0-2 in his last nine decisions. And as you get into a season, and, and you referenced it the other night, you, you, watch, you watch your team, and Oilers fans are watching their favorite team, and 
who are they going to be? What's their identity going to be? What are the strengths and weaknesses going to be? I mean, we're 55 games in now. And when the Oilers win the special teams battle and have goaltending that is at least good or at least matches the guy at the other end, they're going to be in the game. They, they might not win every game, but it might come down to a shot or two, a play or two, and if they make it, they win. And I thought, I mean, that's exactly the formula tonight. Five on five, they're not a great team. And they, nope. they at, at times they had struggles five on five tonight. Though certainly a better game than, than Thursday. But this was, uh, I mean, a, a, night, a 2019-20 Oilers formulaic victory. Well, if the Oilers play in a game where the ref puts his whistle away, they find themselves in trouble because they are a team that right now is built to win specialty teams. They've got a great power play. They've got very good penalty killing. So when it's played, when the, when the referee starts calling penalties, well, that, that's a big advantage to the Oilers. It doesn't even matter how many he calls. He calls 10 each way. Huge advantage to the Edmonton Oilers. And tonight, again, their, their specialty teams comes through for them with big goals. But the one thing that they've been missing the last number of years has been the big save. And they're getting that this year. And Mike Smith, there was a stretch in the second period where Nashville had three or four golden scoring opportunities within a three-minute span. And he came up with save after save after save. That You know, Nashville got the 2 nothing lead. And at that point, Mike Smith had one job. Don't let them get to three. And he didn't. So uh, Mike Smith was excellent again tonight. Leon Dreisettle, excellent again tonight. And the Oilers got a very important two points. Now, I know that you're talking about... They, they're pulling within one to Vancouver. To me, the most important thing is they just pushed Nashville two parts farther away. I'm not worried about Calgary or Arizona or Vancouver in the standings. The teams that the Oilers and fans should worry about are the Winnipegs and the Nashvilles. Those are the teams that, if they get a push, will be the wild card teams. Those are the teams. If, you know what? If you don't make it in the Pacific Division, you can make it in the wild card. If you don't make it in the wild card, you don't make the playoffs. So you always want to stay ahead of the teams that are chasing you in the wild card. Tonight was a huge game for the Oilers, pushing Nashville's two points further away. So the Oilers record 29-20-6 and six on the season as the three stars tonight. No doubt about Drysaddle, the first star. Smith named the second star. Connor McDavid, who gets an assist tonight. The goal in the second period that goes to chase on was originally credited to mcdavid and then uh, given to chase on our fourth star of the game is for west point of windermere a private estate lot only community just off to williger drive visit white eagle homes.ca i mean we could pick well, a couple guys to, I mean, to me it, it, i'm shocked he wasn't one of the stars because ryan nugent hopkins yeah, was excellent tonight uh, both goals that leon scored were great passes by ryan nugent hopkins uh rnh tonight in the game had two two assists was plus one played 21 minutes he was outstanding uh, to me he was one of the three stars in the game uh but because he wasn't picked by the people in the arena he'll be yeah. our four star also played a minute 37 shorthanded so you and know a minute and a half out of the Oilers uh, six minutes they were well I guess that one power play was a little a little split up but yeah I, I thought that line as a whole was it was better I mean Yamamoto obviously has injected some energy he got an assist tonight as well and they, they, they had a poor game on Thursday. That was, that was the first time since they've been together where you thought, oh, man, they, they were a detriment almost in that game. But I, I thought they were back to generating pressure, trying to get some second chances. And as the second period wore on, I thought, man, like they're, they're close to getting one. I mean, they're around the net, but it's, there's a lot of not-quites. There's a lot of almosts, but they really stuck with it. Well, in the first period, Yamamoto had a, a wide-open one-timer on a pass by Drysettle. Nugent Hopkins had a wide-open shot on another pass by Drysettle. Uh, they were dangerous all night long, and 
they weren't good against San Jose, but uh, and, and, and some players take heat when they have an off game. Every player in the National Hockey League has off game. Most of them have about, you know, 10 over the course of a year. If you can get 72 good games out of your players, then you've done pretty good. Uh, they weren't very good, but when what happens when good lines or good players have an off night, the bounce back is usually pretty good. As, as Dave Tippett talked about it, you don't have to tell good players when they had an off night. They know. And, and, and the best ones, they've got that inner drive to come out. You know what? That wasn't very good. Wait till you see me next game. And, that's, and it was almost like Leon Dreisel, when he scored the two goals, he opened up his arms. He's like, all right, see? This is what I'm capable of doing. So don't doubt me. Uh, Leon was actually, he was the best player on the ice. The two best players on the ice tonight were Leon Dreisaitl, and then you had to look to the other team. Roman Yossi, he is. He's a great player. Oh, my God, is he a good hockey player. He was all over the place. Now he's, well, I mean, he's a defenseman leading them in scoring. Skates, passes, He does shoots, everything. Defends, Plays obviously. against the other team's best yeah. players. Yeah, he, he and Leon were the two best players. And he on has the 40 ice. assists now this season. Hey, well, he's their leading scorer. And, and also, I know that Nashville changed their identity because they went out and got some, some different offensive forwards. Duchesne, I didn't notice tonight at all in the game. And the other one, Ryan Johansson, who's a nice player, but they gave up Seth Jones for him. Seth Jones has got one point less than Ryan Johansson. He's a defenseman. He's plus 11. So they, they this team, think about the defense they could still have on this team. They've drafted, I mean, you to Weber, the, the suitors, uh, was on this team. Seth Jones was on this team. Not to mention a P.K. Subban, who they've traded earlier. They've done a really good job uh, building some great defensive players in their, in their roster. Uh, but some of the fours they've gone out have not lived up to their expectations, and I think Duchesne is one of them. Just to emphasize what Dave Tippett said about Connor McDavid, if, if you miss the play, I'm sure you can find it on whatever social media platform you have. McDavid crashed into the boards early in the second period, stayed down a little bit, got up, finished the shift, finished the period, and looked, looked fine for the most part. I think he looked a little uncomfortable when he finished that shift. And Dave Tippett said he iced, he's got a bruise on his knee. I think he said above his knee. Or what did he say on top of his knee? Uh, iced it in the second intermission, iced it after the game. Uh, every player in that dressing room probably iced something tonight. This, the, because his last name the, is yeah. McDavid. It's a little different. Because his last name is McDavid, there's a little more worry with what happened with him in the offseason. But no, that was nothing. Did you see the Calgary goal? Flames of tied. I did. Uh, Milan Lucic drove wide, dropped the puck to Derek Ryan. I don't know if you know, but he played for the U of A. And Derek Ryan scored on Markstrom. I'd heard that a couple of times. Oilers beat the Predators 3-2 tonight at, uh, at Rogers Place. Um, was that icing on Nashville that eventually set up their first goal? Yeah, it was icing. I, I, that one was a weird one because, I mean, Nurse wasn't even close to it. And, and, and again... And it was shot so hard anyway. It that's w- what it made, that's It what was hard. Me. It was... Because there's some where you watch in the defenseman, you're like, okay, if that guy tries even 50%, he's going to get the puck. And he's going side to side, doing everything he can to allow a puck to cross the, the goal line. And they call those icing. That was a bullet up the middle. And it didn't affect the play. But what happened was, if they call the icing like it's supposed to be, the National Predators are stuck in their own zone with the tired group. The others get to put out their offensive weapons, and now the others have got a chance to, to set something up off the faceoff. By not getting the, the call, which it should have been an icing call, eventually Nashville gets their change, and now they get momentum continuing going their direction. So uh, linesmen, referees will miss calls. Linesmen very rarely 
missed calls. Like when, when they miss a call, we get the video and you have to put it in freeze frame to see the quarter of a quarter of a quarter of an inch that the guy's foot was offside. They're usually pretty good, but that one there was uh, pretty blatant. It was a missed call and you could see the frustration on, with Dave Tippett on the bench. Did you think Granlin dove? No, that was I, a bad call. I didn't call. either. I thought that, was, that should have been a power play. That, that was yeah. Nashville should have got a penalty. I mean, McDavid actually play. held. Nashville sorry, got a sorry. Power play. They should, uh, McDavid grabbed him twice. He grabbed him once, and then he grabbed him again, and that's when he went down. Uh, that was a bad call by the referee. I, I want. I also want to talk about the Gagne call because I, I know that was uh, got a bunch of booze at the time. Gagne high sticked the player on a follow through. You get away with it if it's the follow-through on a shot. It specifically says that in the rulebook, not if you're passing or dumping it in. But you know what was funny on that one? The Gagne did it, and it was, I mean, it was obvious where his stick was because his stick got caught in the ear hole of uh, right. the Nashville Predators' helmet. So it was, it's pretty obvious it was a high stick. The back referee put his hand up. The referee that was closest to it said no, kept shaking his head no and looking at the Nashville bench, and he kept making the follow-through sign with his hands. And then even after the whistle went, he went by the Nashville bench and said, that's not a penalty, and he kept doing that. Then he looked over and saw that the other ref had called one. He skated over and said something, and St. Pierre, the ref, shook his head, shook him off, said, no, it's a penalty, and called the penalty there. So one ref was, was making that And that was the exact same the thing that yeah. the ref was doing. Uh, the, I'm, I'm not sure if... The I think I, with everything I saw, I believe that's the right call. It's a bit of a technicality, but did they separate it, a shot from a pass? To me, it should be. I mean, you just stuck a guy in the ear. I mean, it's pretty blatant what you did. You should have control over your stick. So I, I don't know the rule, but to me, that should be a high stick. All right, 3-2. The Oilers win it tonight over the Nashville Predators. Dreisaitl scores twice. Chase on gets the power play goal with 8.1 seconds left in the second period. That started the Oilers' comeback. You can get us by texting or calling 780-496-0063. donation going to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy Ascended Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascended Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. Ascended Financial giving $25 for every goal all season long to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. Uh, you know, Mike Smith, we touched on him briefly, Rob, but the second star tonight... 27 saves, 7-0-2 in his last nine decisions. We talked about a couple of great saves on a Predators power play early in the second period. The third, he, he held the fort. There was a funny play with about 30 seconds left. I, I don't even know how the puck skittered in front. I think the Oilers were trying to lob it down the ice, and it hit something and suddenly bounced to the goal. You know, he reacted and and, and held that one out. And he's it, it's, it's funny what's happened over the last seven weeks. The conversation has totally flipped with, with Ian Koskinen. Yeah, he, he's been outstanding. He's given them those quality starts. And the one thing about watching him play net, uh, he's like when Jack Michaels calls a game, he can make a boring game sound exciting. Mike Smith can make a boring save look exciting. <laughs> or a stop or a, behind the net. Every Everything about him because he, he's, he's just crazy in net. He's got the crazy do going. He's got his body's moving in a hundred different directions. He'll make the catch and it is he going to pass the puck? Is he going to skate out? So everything about him is exciting. Uh, but the one thing that the Oilers have missed over the years, in the last number of years, has been the big save at the right time. And Mike Smith has given to that. And we, we talked, we've had Grant Fuhr on our show a couple times. And Grant Fuhr talked, you've asked him, you know, when you let in a goal or does it bother you? And he said, nope, I know it. My job is to not let the next one in. And that's what you're getting out of Mike Smith right now. They're down 2 nothing. If he gives up another goal, the game is over. But he didn't. 
he made the saves that he had to make and uh, that's why uh, Bob and Jack talking after the game it's it's simple I mean he's he's the starter on uh, against Chicago on Tuesday and if he has a good game he's probably going to play the next one after I don't it's not about feelings anymore it's not about fair play it's now about which goalie gives us the best chance and over the last month and a bit Mike Smith has been the better of the two goalies and tonight we got an excellent uh, an excellent game out of him and the Oilers needed it all right so 3-2 the Oilers take it Smith scored in the first not not our Smith. Oh, no, sorry, Craig Smith. <laughs> yeah, Craig, yeah, he could have. He has tried. He has tried, and he has. Well, they actually it. showed the stats on the Nashville. I sit beside the Nashville's box in the in the upstairs, and they had the stats up where Pekka Rene has one goal and 16 assists, and Mike Smith has one <laughs> goal and right, 17 assists. That's scored yeah. this this yeah. year. So he's got the uh, he's got the more recent one. Craig Smith in the first, Benino and Chase on in the second, and then Dreisaitl two in the third. Speaking of Mike Smith, here is the Oilers goaltender courtesy GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Well, I, I thought you meant everyone but him. Okay. Is this a, uh, you know, a night where your team battles back in, just sort of the battle level overall you guys have been for at this point in the season? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I don't think we started with the same energy that we needed to uh, to kind of counter what they were doing. I think they've played well of late, and they're a veteran team that's been in the playoffs before and know what it, knows what it takes. And they kind of took it to a new level tonight in the first, and we were okay. But I thought as the game got on, we we got our legs back going. We got you know feisty on pucks and and uh, obviously got created some power plays for ourselves and capitalized on a big goal there at the end of the second and. Um, had a great third and, and able to get a big two points. <clears throat> there were a couple of power plays there when it's back to back, pretty big saves. Feeling it pretty good on a night like this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've said it for the last few weeks now. I've, I feel like my game's, you know, the best it's been all season long. And um, I want to continue that in the most important games of the year. I want to, I want to be my best, the best I can be at this time of the season when it's the, when it means the most. That's the most fun to play in. Um, obviously, uh, there's ups and downs through the whole course of the season. You got to stay as even keel as possible, and um, right now it's it's going well, and you just got to ride it well taught. You you have the personnel to win the pretty games with lots of goals and you know, beautiful plays and all that, but can you succeed if you can't win games like this one? No. No. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's pretty obvious. I think we we've seen. Our, We've seen our team when we've tried to outskill teams and outscore teams, and it works for maybe a game or two here or there. Um, but consistent, consistently, it doesn't it doesn't give yourself a chance to win on any given night. It doesn't give yourself a chance to make the playoffs, let alone be a good team in the playoffs. And I think this team's figuring that out slowly. But it's it's we're figuring it out at important times of the season when we need to win games and need to move up in the standings. And and uh, I feel like our, our team's starting to figure out that. There's a certain way this team needs to play, and if we play like that, we have a good chance of winning hockey games, and it's fun to win. All right, that's Mike Smith, winning goaltender tonight. Oilers come from behind to beat the Predators 3-2. More post-game reaction from both dressing rooms. We'll get to your phone calls and texts at 780-496-0063. We're live in Studio 99, Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And now Smith, centering pass, wide open now low. What a save, Mike Smith, on Mikhail Granlund. 
And let's see whether that's a momentum shift as he threw out the blocker and denied Granlin, who was looking for goals in three straight. One-timer Yossi sprawling left pad save made by Smith. And then it's rocketed out of play by Craig Smith. Good work there, shorthanded by Oilers goaltender Mike Smith. His saves to the game, courtesy Jiffy Loop. Be wise, winterize. The Oilers take it 3-2 over the Predators tonight at Rogers Place. Rob will check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. One of the least popular players amongst those listening tonight. Matthew Kachuk has just put Calgary up 2-1. A fan favorite in northern Alberta for sure, who apparently <laughs> is not very well liked in Vancouver either as he was in a fight earlier tonight. He just scored a, oh, nice move. Nice uh, save there, he just scored a goal to put Calgary up 2-1 and then the Vancouver Canucks, Bo Horvat just came in end-to-end and almost tied it up. But it's 2-1 Calgary early in the game. Lots of goals and a fight already in this one. All right, that's an important game. It'll affect the Oilers uh, one way or another. It'll either keep the Flames behind them by four or three points I guess if it goes to overtime or uh, could keep with Vancouver within a point for first place late in the third Stars and Blues tied 2-2 Pareko has both goals for St. Louis tonight up to six on the season good St. Albert boy Golden Knights who are in that race with the Oilers a 1-0 lead on the Hurricanes with seven minutes left in the first the Jets got a power play hat trick from Line A 5-2 win over the Senators. I watched a little bit of that game this afternoon too. Line A starting to heat up for the Winnipeg Jets. They need it. They don't have the same defense that they've had before, but they do have some offensive players that can put the puck in the net. This result helps Edmonton. Boston 4-2 over Arizona. Charlie Coyle scored twice, and Jake DeBrus got his 18th. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes are desperate to get their number one goalie back and healthy because they are you're treading water right now, and they are falling down in the race. But what is that? Only two wins in their last 11 now, I would think, and one of them was over Edmonton. Again, we, we, I, I'll throw that out there again. If they continue to free fall, I believe Taylor Hall becomes in play at the trade deadline. Kovalchuk, game winner in overtime for the Canadians. They beat the Leafs 2-1. Montreal not going away. They're not in a great spot, but they're not going away. No, but I think they pulled within four points or something like that uh, of Toronto today. In that they, they've been Five of Toronto. Five. Toronto got a point, yeah. They, they've been on fire as of late. They've turned their season around, but is it a matter of them running out of games before they get into that playoff spot? Also, Lightning over the Islanders, 3-1. Stamkos gets his 26. The Penguins beat the Panthers, 3-2. Tristan Jari, the former Oil King, another win for the Penguins in that game. Devils shut out the Kings... 3-0. Blake Coleman gets his 21st. His name has come up a little bit in uh, trade speculation with the Oilers. I'm not sure if the Devils would trade one of their best well, players. Yeah, that's one that everybody wants. I, I, yeah, I you'd mean, love it, to have a 21-goal scorer yeah, to pop it, into the lineup. He's still fairly young, isn't he? I mean, he hasn't been around. He's not in his 30s yet, I wouldn't think. I, I don't know a whole lot about the kid other than that he's 21. he's got 21 goals and he's on a good contract. I'm, that's not the type of player that you trade away if you're the New Jersey Devils and you're trying to restart your He's, yeah, he, turned, he turned 28 in November. Yeah, so no, I, w I wouldn't be moving him. The Flyers pound the Capitals 7-2. Couturier, a couple of goals in that one, up to 15 on the season. Avalanche get by the Blue Jackets 2-1. McKinnon, the game winner, as he gets his 31st of the season. 12 games tonight in the National Hockey League. All right, 780-496-0063. We will bring Robert onto the show. Robert, thanks a lot for calling. Hey, Robert, go ahead. Um, well, for, well I, I have uh, 
My first thought, I want to I talk about that that, uh, that Roman Yossi kid on Nashville. I mean, he is a he is a he 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 is something else to watch back there. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, you know, you know, I mean, he's he's one of the he's one, he, he's one of the more elite defensemen that I've seen play in in quite a while. So I got kind of kind of wanted your guys' thoughts on him. I know you, you know you touched on him a little bit earlier, but then uh, and also I wanted to talk about uh, Mike Smith and Ned. I mean, I thought he was, you know, you know, we fall behind two nothing, you know, less than. Three minutes left in the second. You're thinking, oh no, oh no, you know, we're don't worry, we're down by two. We're going to the, going to the third, down by two. It's going to be tough. But then after that, I thought, I thought Smith was, Smith was uh, absolutely lights out after that. Yeah, Smith gave, yeah, him, yeah Smith gave him the start that they needed. Absolutely, he was very, very good tonight, and he's been doing that now for the last month and a bit. And Roman Yossi, uh, honestly, I, I wish we could watch Nashville more, because I don't know if I've been entertained by an opposition defenseman like I was with Yossi. Like, he does everything. Like, and it's a lot of defensemen, they'll have that one rush every two or three shifts, and then they'll still hang back and wait for that next moment to rush. He would lead a rush, then he would back check first, and then he would lead the rush again. Uh, he is by far their best player, and uh, I... I know that there's a lot of very good defensemen in the in the league, but I'm not sure there's a defenseman out there that carries a team like Roman Yossi does. Uh, he's as good as there is in the National Hockey League and was by far the best player on the ice tonight for the Nashville Predators. He had that one attack where he circled the net one and a half Twi- times. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's two full times. I mean, well, usually that's something McDavid or Kane would do. Exactly what I was thinking at the same thing. I'm like, that's I've seen McDavid do that a couple times because he's such a good skater. I've seen Kane, but not normally a defenseman that does that. And uh, he just, and the confidence he has with the puck, like he'll have three guys on him and he'll do like a little spinorama and then pop out between them all. Yeah, I, Roman Yossi, again, he's as good as any defenseman in the National Hockey League. Probably underrated for the simple fact that he plays in Nashville, and, and we just don't get to see him near as much as we'd like to. Uh, this texture says, can you talk about Tyler Benson? Uh, should they uh, play the younger guys and develop them? What did he wind up with tonight? Uh, 519, didn't play a ton, just got eight shifts. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you'd sooner, at, at least for me, there's obviously potential there. He's done great in the American Hockey League. If he's if he's up here and scratched or playing five minutes, he's better off yeah, playing I mean, in Baco to me. I mean, he didn't play five minutes last game. This was a game that, as Dave Tippett talked about, it, it, they fell behind. Uh, he found lines that were going, and, and he rolled them. And uh, Benson... Again, this is, and Dave Tippett referred to this earlier, this isn't training camp. This isn't exhibition season. This is a must-win hockey game for the Edmonton Oilers. So it's not a time where you're going to bring a player up and, okay, we got to get him his 12 minutes because he's a young kid. Players that are deserved of the minutes in that game is gonna, are going to get the minutes. Now, if Benson isn't capable of, uh, of keeping up or of being in that position, then, yeah, they'll put him, send him down to the minors. And I know that Bob talked about it after the game, that if James Neal is back next game, and I have no idea in, on, on the, in that situation, but if James Neal is back, Benson would be the guy that comes out of the lineup. And if he comes out of the lineup, then he'll go down to the minors and play. He won't sit in the stands up here. That makes no sense. But tonight, I, I, it's really hard to gauge what an offensive player does in a game when he's not playing in offensive situations. And it's the Oilers... Uh, they've got. If you're not on the top two lines, you're not on an, in an offensive. And that offensive, line didn't play. No, at, I mean, Haas played four and a half. 
Kasten only played seven minutes tonight. Yeah. So yeah, it was basically a three-line game. Uh, and uh, the three lines that played played well. They did. Um, again, though, the one thing that people are going to be looking for at the trade deadline is someone to play with Connor McDavid. Well, and again, and that's still like we talked about earlier. The, the, the Oilers were. I mean, I think they worked hard tonight. They 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 came with more energy. They mm-hmm. stayed in the game. They're they're still not a great five on five team. Nope. And the one thing Tippett said yesterday when he started his media availability shortly after ripping into the players on the ice, his first answer was a short one when he was asked, "What'd you tell him? Don't turn the puck over at our own blue line." That still happened more times tonight than I think you would want. Well, it would, but it, I mean, you can look at Nashville's game. Oh, You're sure. going to see do, they make the same mistakes. It's which team makes the fewer mistakes. I think at the end of the night, both teams could say, we should have won this game. Nashville's sure. going to say, I mean, they were one bounce away. I mean, it was a bad bounce. goes off Turris's foot. That doesn't go in. Nashville probably wins a hockey game. I thought it was entertaining. I thought the, the work ethic was better for the Oilers. I thought the energy was better. I thought the desperation was better. Their top players played better. Uh, and they got the big save. So it's they're going in the right direction. This, If they play like that on any given night, they give themselves the opportunity to win. The way they played against San Jose the other night, if they play they, like that most nights, they're going to find themselves on the wrong side of the scoreboard. So this was certainly a, a a step in the right direction, and it just gets harder for the Edmonton Oilers. There's, there's, there's no easy teams coming in for them to say, all right, we can play our B game tonight and probably get two points. This is a, a big stretch for the Oilers, and tonight they passed, uh, they passed goal number one. Predators unable to win their third in a row. They have not won three in a row since they won four in a row right at the end of October. John Hines was not the coach then. He is now. Let's hear from him. Courtesy BDO, First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. How do you view this one overall here tonight? Uh, I thought we deserved better tonight. I, I, I really liked our game. I thought uh, I thought we played well. I thought we, we uh, played well enough to win. I think, unfortunately, a couple bad bounces went in, you know, particularly the first goal. And then, um, you know, we got to find a way to kill that four on three to be able to go in. But um, I think there's a lot to build off of, of, uh, of tonight's game. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't find a way to win it. But uh, I think if we play like we played tonight more often than not, we're going to find ways to win games. That bad bounce, it came so late in, this, in that second period. I guess how tough to get over something like that is because you look like you're in complete control. Yeah, no, you know what? Uh, that that that's part of the game. I didn't I didn't think it was a big factor in it. To be honest with you, we, we talked about it in between in between periods, and it was uh, you know it was a bounce, and then you got to be able to come out with some energy in the third. And um, I thought their first couple shifts in the third period were good, but I still thought you know as as it went on, we we gathered ourselves and went in. I just you know to be honest, I just think. Couple bounces went in the net, and um, but you know you got to stay steady on the rudder. I think we played a good game. We're coming. There's belief. We're playing the game the right way. Um, so unfortunately, we didn't get it tonight, but we got to make sure we're moving on to Vancouver. Here. Dry said it looked like he was having a quiet first two periods, and then he's, those are the stars that just kind of elevate their game. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a big time player, and uh, he made a couple big time plays, and uh, they wound up being a big difference in the game. That's what happens in the league when you have uh, a superstar type of guy. Maybe just a comment on UC's game tonight. I thought you played really well. You know, early in the game, I thought he was sharp and ready. They had some pretty pretty good looks early in the early in the uh, in the first period, and then I thought uh, as the game went on, he, you know, he he gave us a chance to win. And uh, a couple of the goals that beat him were seeing eye shots. You know, two two of Drysaddle's goals were seeing eye shots, and you know, even that four on three goal, it's like a saucer pass bouncing, and he one touch one times it right in, and uh, those things happen. So uh, I thought he played really well, and, and uh, you know, he was kind of a little bit indicative of our team. I mean, we, we played well enough to win the game. We didn't find a way to do it. Uh, so we got to find against Vancouver. Thank you. All right, thanks. 
All right, that is John Hines from the Nashville Predators. They go to 26-21-7 with this loss. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Triple-A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. All right, Oilers win at 3-2 over the Preds, 780-496-0063. We have Will on the line, who's going to finish the play with us tonight. But first, Will, give us your thought or your question. Hi, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, just, uh, the, I just wanted to discuss the goaltending. Uh, the coach tip at seems to favor going one, two games rotating. Do you think he'll deviate from that uh, in the near future here regarding playoff positioning in the drive and, and kind of ride the hot goalie a bit uh, using that philosophy? What are, what are your thoughts on he, that? He, well, he has deviated from it. I yeah. mean, Smith has started what are we at now? Uh, six of the last nine. Going back even further, I'm doing this on the fly, Rob. But I believe it would be ten of the last fourteen. So Smith then, has started, and he and he then he, he was leaning a bit towards Koskinen before that. Yeah, before that. So, so he, he has he, he did, he did sneak away from it, kind of mid-Decemberish. This one, one other quick question uh, regarding Connor and the trade. Talk about that discussion and how soon? How soon do you do you think that the, the upper management folk that? Looking into acquire a winger to maybe assist or support Connor's line. Well, I think that they're always looking. It's a matter of what you can get and who's available. Um, I mean, it, it's not easy to say, okay, we want that player. Let's go get him. You got to have something that they want. You have to fit in under uh, the salary cap. Uh, it all depends on the term that that player has. I don't think the Oilers are going to go make a big splash where they give up a bunch of prospects for someone that's just going to be a rental. That makes no no sense at all for the Oilers. So uh, what they find for Connor, it it might not be at the trade deadline. They may have to wait till the summer to find someone that they're going to fit in their top six. Uh, they're not going to mortgage the future for just for a couple months. They're going to make sure that whatever moves they make are, are ones that are going to benefit the Oilers for years to come. You think there's re- is reasonable to go like a, a, a rental, like a haul? Like that's, will that fit under the cap? They'd, well, they'd have to move money out. That's the, that's the problem. So mm-hmm. that means you're either giving up a good player who's well-paid or a, a depth player who's maybe overpaid. I, and I, that wouldn't be appealing to, to Arizona. I, I would never overpay for a, for a rental. I, I just mm-hmm. think it makes no sense. At the end of the day, only one team wins the Stanley Cup, yet all the teams that give up first-rounders or give up prospects uh, are giving up part of their future for that hope that they're that team. So uh, it makes no sense for me to, to... I don't think the Oilers are close enough to being a Stanley Cup uh, contending team that they can start giving up players with the name Bouchard or Broberg or players of that ilk. Yeah. So to me, I... The, I mean, the trade it, it, maybe a, the, a team would retain some salary, but you'd still have to but you still the have, money but out. But it's doesn't even... Not even the money. You'd have to give up... If you're going to go after someone like Hall, you're going to have to give up really good prospects, and it's not worth it. For, All right. for a guy to leave right. two months later and, and sign elsewhere. Will, stay on the line. You're going to finish right. the play. Just awesome. for playing, you get up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code CHED. Dell off the draw, cleft bump. Still 15 seconds here. Shot, McDavid deflected into the net. Off of Kyle Turk. 
Harris, and the Oilers do get one before the break. Okay, that goal was originally credited to McDavid. However, another Oiler wound up getting it. Was that Chason or Bear? Chason. Absolutely, Will. Your name's going into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting, valued at 1000 bucks. safe adrenaline pumping fund, FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Oilers take it 3-2. You'll hear from Leon Dreisaitl. Two goals tonight when we get back to Studio 99. Overtime Open Line presented by Heartland Fort. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Colton Nugent Hopkins across, Dreisaitl's got a step, turning at Colm inside out, scoring! Off the right post and in, we are tied at two! Dreisaitl's 30th of the year is the equalizer! Leon Dreisaitl scores twice in the third. Oilers beat the Predators 3-2. His performance as compared to Thursday against the Sharks is our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. He was excellent tonight. Has 85 points on the season to lead the NHL. Here's Dreisaitl. Yeah, I said it out there, you know, this time of year it's about sticking with it. You know, it doesn't have to be pretty. Um, you know, two points is two points for us. So um, it's, a, it's a gutty win for us, and uh, I think that's huge for a group. Yeah, the power play was the weapon for you guys tonight. What, what did you like about the way you kind of worked it around? Yeah, we, we found different looks, I thought. Um, so, uh, kind of what, what we've been so good at uh, all year, you know. Um, Setting, setting different guys up and then looking for, um, you know, different things on the power play. Kind of be a little unpredictable, so uh, I thought it was good. A couple of uh, maybe not being held pointless for a couple of games for you. Describe maybe the third period and is this to kind of show the evolution in your game that you're able to really take over a game? Uh, this yeah, I mean, you know, the team needs me. The team needs everyone, you know, so... Um, I thought our line was uh, a lot better tonight than, than the nights before. Um, I think it's okay to, um, you know, play a few games, maybe not your best games, but you have to make sure you, sp- you respond. And uh, I thought our line was, was good tonight. We created, uh, scored a big goal. So, um, yeah, it was a good night. I think like there was some jawing back with the bench. Did you, like, you said something on the body or like a... No, I didn't say anything. Oh, uh, <laughs> they kicked one into their own. That one always looked like it was going to be 2-0 after 40. That kind of looked like it almost like a... Yeah, it was huge. That goal was big. Um, you know, obviously, uh, if you go into the third down 2-0, it's, it's a lot harder to come back than 2-1, you know. Um, but like I said... Uh, we battled hard. We stuck with it, and uh, it's big two points first. Okay, that's Leon Dreisaitl. Two goals tonight as the Oilers beat the Nashville Predators 3-2 at Rogers Place. The Oilers get their 29th win of the season, 29-20 and uh, 6 on the year. Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto, strong game. Mike Smith, a strong game. Uh, we haven't talked about Josh Archibald. He got involved, a couple of big hits, and... Uh, desperate defending in the final minute with the Predators goalie on the bench for an extra attacker. Yeah, the Oilers got uh, quality minutes from from a, a lot of their players, and you have to have that. Yeah, this is not the time of year where you're going to be able to ride one line, or, or you're going to be able to say, okay, the two stars will 
take us to victory tonight. There's going to be moments in the game where certain players have to step up with a big hit, with a block shot, getting a puck out, getting a puck in. Uh, all of those little things that come at the end of the game, they, they might not be recognized in the score sheet, but they're certainly recognized in the coach's office. And there's certain players that play in uh, particular um, parts of the game because of what they're capable of doing, and Archibald is certainly one of them. 780-496-0063. We'll welcome Daryl to overtime open line. Go ahead, Daryl. Good morning. Um, this is kind of off topic. Back a few games ago, uh, everybody was uh, getting on Kara's ass for um, not playing the way he should be playing. And um, I started to think that uh, maybe the boy wants to be traded. So, and what popped into my mind was um, Patrick Maroon. Uh, he loved this city, and uh, he even said when he was departing that I'll return, you know. I don't know if that's a kind of a McCarthy statement, but um, I would love to see Maroon back here, you know. And I wonder if there's any sense in doing that, you know. It's, um, I don't I'm, think so. I, I, I think the... I don't think his feet are quick enough to play now. I think that's one of the reasons that he, he moved on. And I think Kara's, I think Kara's value, unfortunately, is is not that high right now. Yeah, so I, I think yeah, he's I just, yeah, I think he's okay, just gotta. Well, that's all I had to say. You know. Yeah, no, fair question. Maroon did. I mean, Maroon had a twenty, was it twenty-seven? He got to mm-hmm. in the playoff year. He was, he was excellent with yep. McDavid and and, and Drysaddle. You know what? He won a Stanley Cup last Going year. Scored, a, scored yep. a game seven. Overtime yeah. winner. He was a, he was an important part of the the Blues for sure. Uh, I mean, Tampa Bay's going pretty well right now, so I don't know if they'd want to. They're not shake they're not subtracting. Things no, they're they're probably not looking to add Kara necessarily. No. But no, fair question, well, Daryl. Thanks a lot. Seven eight zero four. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say he's only got a uh, one year contract with uh, with uh, the Lightning, so um, who knows? You know, it's not up to me anyway. So. Anyway, anyway Daryl, where night. are you that you said good morning? Oh, I, no, I'm here in Edmonton. <laughs> oh, okay, well, so, sometimes we get... Morning. Okay, I get it. Sometimes we get... We have had calls from, what, uh, Australia, Maui? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so, yeah, in a few years, I'll be uh, calling from God knows where. Okay, appreciate it, Daryl. Right on, 780-496-0063. Before we get to any more phone calls... Let's go back down to the Preds dressing room for BDO. First call, debt solutions, bankruptcies and consumer proposals, licensed insolvency trustees. He had a goal tonight for Nashville. Here's Craig Smith. Um, obviously disappointing. Um, had the league going in a third, and I uh, ended up losing. You guys looked like you were complete control after the first spurs, and then a bad bounce off a skate goes in the net. That, was that kind of the turning point of the game for you guys? I mean, you say that because it's at the end of the period, but no. I mean, funky bounce like that. In good position. Terry had it. It's just uh, that was unfortunate. The game you feel like you should have had a point in anyway? Mm, yeah, anytime you're winning, going into the third period for sure. For sure. It was a good game, though. I mean, there's a lot of back and forth. I just thought it was exciting and fast, and... Um, but, you know, it'd be really nice to get the win there. Other than the result, obviously, anything you'd like to see different, done differently for Monday? That win. Try saddle. Uh, quiet first two periods, but he's a guy, you know, those stars can kind of just turn it on in the, in the third like that. Yeah, sure. I mean, he made a really nice shot there. Um, two nice shots, so, I mean, you got to give him credit. I mean, <clears throat> we had some good looks, too. And hit the pipe there right at the end. I think it went off the glove first, but 
Um, you know, that's the name of the game, getting inside that box and just bearing down and, and trying to pick a corner. Thanks, Craig. Craig Smith from the Nashville Predators now up to 13 goals this season. Pardon me, that was his 12th. Last six years going backwards, 21, 25, 12, 21, 23, 24. Except for that one year. I mean, he always, he always finds a way. I mean, that's, that is an ideal secondary scorer type yeah, of player. He's a good hockey player, and he, and he plays with a little bit of edge. He's the kind of player that most teams would be looking for to add at playoff time. Uh, the Nashville Predators are desperate for him to continue a hot streak, and if he gets 20 goals, that'll go a long way of getting Nashville back into the playoffs. All right, let's go to Tony on the line. Tony, thanks a lot for calling. Edmonton 3, Nashville 2, the final. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, boys? Good. Uh, I have a question for you guys because I don't know if it's going to be talked Like I know you guys talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show, but do you find that the icings are getting a little, I don't know how you'd say it, a little ridiculous because, as you guys said, that one that was on us, that it was supposed to be an icing call, it wasn't, but yet there are ones that, that shouldn't be called that are called. What do you guys? What do you guys have on these icing calls that we're getting? I, I think that's I, that's a one-off. There, yeah, there was one in the third that the Oilers were called for that probably should have been waved off, but it, it's very rare. The, the lines been in the National Hockey League are good. They're very very good. They they rarely miss one. That was a miss call, and I think that's why Dave Tippett talked about it because it was so obvious. Most times the the linesmen get it right. No, I just I just wondering. Thank you, boys. Okay, appreciate it, Tony. Seven eight zero four nine six. 0063. Uh, I think we have a couple of guys on the line. We'll get you in after the 9 o'clock news as the Oilers pull out a 3 2 win over the Nashville Predators. Dry settle scores twice. Chase on had a power play goal. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with a couple of excellent setups. The, the winning power play goal was actually on a, on a four on three power play with uh, McDavid in the pedal box. Uh, uh, Drysdale had been McDavid and Granlund had gone off for tripping and diving, respectively. And then Drysdale was uh, knocked down by Tenorti, which eventually set up the game winner. All right. Overtime open line presented by Heartland Fort. Oilers take it 3-2. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right, the Oilers come back 2-0 down to beat the Nashville Predators 3-2 tonight at Rogers Place. Quick update of the Edmonton Trailers scoreboard. Just uh, teams in the Pacific Division. Flames and Canucks 2-2 after one. Golden Knights leading in the Hurricanes 3-1 early in the second period. Earlier today, the Coyotes lost 4-2 in Boston. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in Studio 99. Thanks for staying with us. Well, Rob, do you have your brass tacks ready? <laughs> uh, no, I don't have any brass tacks in my house, so we have to wait. And whenever our friend calls, he'll he'll oh, maybe he'll lend us some he's, brass he's tacks. He's here. He's here right now. JP, it's Saturday night. It's nine oh six. I hope there's at least one bottle of wine down. What's on your mind, buddy? You're, you're damn right. There's at least one bottle of wine down. I I needed about two. Actually, I did about almost three during the first two periods, and in the third. I went right to the URI because of this team waking up finally. I said to myself, well, let's get down to it. Let's get down to brass tack. You want to hear brass tack? Let's get down to brass tack. When the oiler wake up, I was like, all right, okay. Time to crack a little crown royal. Let's get into the mix. Have a little fun. 
But let's get down to brass talk. If you guys don't mind, I know you'll make fun of my uh, my go-to line. That's fine. What a comeback! But I did not expect. I did not expect this two point. I did not expect this two point. And Leon woke up. This guy is one of those guys. He drives me nuts. But he is uh, top of the league for a reason. He just decides to turn it on like a light bulb back in the night. You know what? But at the end of the night, the reason I phone is because I just want to say we got two points when I thought we'd get zero points. And I've had four or five uh, bottles of wine and a bunch of rice. And I love Rob. I want the autograph. That's why I call him. Thank you. Right, Rob, how can you constantly deny JP's request? I'm just waiting for him to come have a drink with me here. I'm here every, I'm here every game. That's true. Same spot. That's true. Same spot. That's true. I, you'd have, you might have to. I don't know if you could drink as much wine as JP. That maybe sounds maybe like a, a challenge. <laughs> a challenge accepted by Rob. Rob, that reminds me. I got some you know, mail for you at the station. have to get it next time you come in. People mail Rob hockey cards. Well, is it always hockey cards to sign? Is there ever anything else? Uh... There have been other things. Mainly it's hockey because those are the easiest well, ones like, to What other things, Rob? No, just paraphernalia. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Stuff that I can talk about on radio. 3-2, the Oilers win. Uh, if you missed what, what Dave Tippett said about Connor McDavid, who crashed into the boards in the second period, looked a little bothered at first, but didn't miss a shift. Uh, according to Tippett, McDavid iced the knee and uh, needed a little more ice after the game. And it, it, according to Tippett, it's nothing serious. So obviously we'll keep an eye on that. Oilers do not practice tomorrow. They practice Monday and uh, play again on Tuesday against the Chicago Blackhawks. 780-496-0063. Patrick phoning in this evening. Patrick, thank you for calling. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I uh, watched the interview on uh, Hockey Night, uh, Hockey Day in Canada with Paul Coffey and McLean in Yellow Knight. And uh, that Paul Coffey, there was an offensive defenseman uh, right up there with your Yossi. But uh, I don't, I don't know if it's fair to talk about the game against uh, uh, Nash or the uh, two nights ago. But I saw Ethan Bear go on a rip in the third period. The game was out of hand. And Ethan Bear goes up in the corner. You want a puck? Go get your own puck. And he just went in there and tried to score. They knock the puck away. He comes back. He grabs it and says, I'm just going to score a goal. I want to score a goal, and I'm going to score a goal. And he scores a goal. That was so exciting. I love that kid. I think he's got a future. And he is a real potential offensive defenseman. What do you think? I think Ethan Bears had a very good season. I think he's uh, overachieved relative to the expectations. I think for the most part, he's, he's played with a lot of poise. And, I mean, at his age, Rob, hopefully the best is yet to come. No, he, uh, he was not expected to be a top four defenseman this year coming into the Oilers training camp. He's earned everything he's got. He's fun to watch. He's got skill. Uh, there's been a few blips, but very few on, on the course of the season. Uh, no, the, this kid has given them the, the the depth from the minors that they've sat, or they've badly needed over the last number of years, and he's for real. So uh, Ethan Bear is going to be an empty another for a long, long time. All right, Dreisaitl, two goals. This man assisted on both of them. Here's number 93, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. 
with it and started to get more chances in the second. And as the game went on there, and uh, um, then came out and had some a uh, couple good looks uh, first shift in the third period. So uh, we just kind of. Yeah, I mean, stuck with it, and that was a key tonight. A lot of people, I mean, everybody watches Connor close, takes a little tumble on the end boards. Nice to see that he finished the game, but does that kind of get everybody's attention on the bench? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, um, it does so much for us. It's... uh, it's, it's tough to see. I mean, uh, especially with kind of stuff that's happened in the past. But um, I mean, he's and we we know how tough he is. He wants to play play through stuff. But um, I mean, obviously, uh, it, we trust him that he's if he has a confidence to go out there and uh, battle through it. Um, and obviously, uh, I, I mean, if he can, then that's what we want. But at the same time, he's got to take care of himself for sure. Thanks, Ryan. All right, that's Ryan Nugent-Hopkins as he gets two assists. Leon Dreisaitl scores twice. The Oilers come from behind. They were down 2-0. They win it 3-2 over Nashville to go to 29-20-6 on the season. They are currently in second place in the Pacific Division, one behind Vancouver, one ahead of Vegas. And just a quick update here before we go. Calgary leading Vancouver 3-2 early in the second period. And Vegas is up 3-1 on the Hurricanes about seven minutes into the second period. You can get more on globalnews.ca, 630ched.com. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer back at 630ched. Our next game broadcast is Tuesday, 5.30 face-off show. The puck will drop at 7 as the Oilers host the Chicago Blackhawks. We've been live in Studio 99, Oilers Hockey, presented by World of Spas, overtime open line, Presented by Heartland Ford. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers take down the Predators 3-2. Have a great night. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.